it is crucial to vote for the right representatives, not only at the, the national level, but at the state level, the local level. It matters. All right, man. Today in the tank, first thing I gotta I gotta tell you about was this dream that I had last week. Okay. So, dreams are funny, right? Because uh, as we as Christians, we believe that God speaks to us in a myriad of ways, um, primarily through His Word, but He does speak to us in 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 dreams and visions, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, in this dream, <laughs> I become pretty wealthy. Whoa. So I'm kind of like, and I'm going to tell you specifically, like it's more than just becoming wealthy. It's like a specific thing I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about, but you, you, it's just weird. You wake up and you're like, all right, like, was that just bad pizza? Was that, or, you know, something I ate? Lord, was this you? <laughs> or was it the, is it the Lord? So in my dream, all right, Bitcoin, BTC, as uh, us in the industry like to say. Mm, uh, insider. Yeah, insider. Yeah, symbol. symbol FTX? There. Yeah, not FTX. <laughs> I was not led to buy FTX. <laughs> I bought many things in my life, but I did Bank not buy run. FTX. Yeah, no. Um, Bitcoin was worth $50 a coin. Wow. That's, Which, that is a dream. Yeah, it's a dream. Literally, I mean, just for the sake of our listeners, I, the only time it was worth $50 a coin was when it first was, I mean, on yeah, its way Yeah, when the guy up. bought like a pizza with it and didn't realize yeah. he was buying a $10 million pizza one day. Exactly, right. What's it at right now? Uh, so, well, I'll, I'll get to that. So, okay. cause I'm gonna tell All you right. about the dream. So I, so I, I buy like 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 coins, you know, not, not, not that, not, I mean, it's, that's a decent amount of money, but mm-hmm. not a ton. Um, and as soon as I do, I mean, I see my Coinbase pro profile in the dream, like it's crystal clear. I see, you know, the buy sell buttons. I see the other charts and things. It's like, it's very vivid. It's very clear. <laughs> um, and yeah, all of a sudden after I buy it, the, I mean, the coin skyrockets, it pops, it, it pops, off. it just, it goes up and I'm literally watching. I'm like, oh, I'm like watching my, you know, <clears throat> profile bank account, just like the just value just just skyrocket i'm like oh my gosh i'm i can pay off this debt like this like my school loans done like Uh, my car note completely done like i don't uh, really have any debt other than that but just planning you know and uh literally was trying to figure out how do i cash out of this and i'm literally on the website in my dream like it was so specific so like in depth when it comes to that but anyway, so of course, then I wake up, which is oh, always the worst brutal. part is waking That's up from a dream like devastating. that. devastating. But it was like five in the morning when I woke up and uh, I was like, hmm, I, I'm curious. So I like <laughs> looked up what Bitcoin was worth. Like maybe it tanked during the night and it's like, this is my chance. Wake up! It didn't wake tank, um, but it's been, it's been very low. Like if anybody's been following the financial market and, and crypto that's like something that us millennials like, you know, are, are into whatever or follow, but, uh, I guess more than millennials, but, um, crypto has been down for, for quite a while. Bitcoin has been down. It was, it crested over 60, I think it was like up to 66,000 a coin last year. And, uh, it's tanked 
pretty significantly. It was sitting at 15,500, um, Mm -hmm. the, the morning that, uh, I woke up and saw it. So I was like, well, I'm not going to buy 20 coins because <laughs> I can't. Um, so I just kind of like, you know, was like, well, whatever. We I'm just, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. But at the end of the day, um, it steadily rose. It didn't pop off like in my dream. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying this is a godly dream, but there were some interesting articles that I read uh, in the evening. It just talked about how it start, it was starting to show a pattern of, uh, solidifying uh, itself for for future growth, and there's mm. a lot of people who think Bitcoin can raise up to a hundred. I mean, hundred for. I mean, a lot of people agree. Like it's just a matter of time before it gets back to a hundred thousand a coin, or excuse me, not back. Get to it. It's never been in a hundred thousand a coin. Hundred thousand, and some people are even saying. I mean, it it could be ten times as much per coin as like, you know. And obviously, there's no time in knowing when that's going to happen. So, all that to say. I don't know if that was the Lord. I don't think, I, I don't know, but have you, have you dabbled in crypto at all? Do you, do you, uh, there's a, there's a wide varying opinions on cryptocurrencies and you know, is it, is it, is, are these ones backed versus this one? But there's so much we don't know about crypto. Yeah. Like, have you, have you made uh, any money off it? Have you gotten into it at all? Or? I, I've definitely not made any money off of it. So a couple years ago and look, I don't know anything about I really don't know much about it. Um, yeah. So I probably shouldn't have invested anything into it. Sure. Because I don't know anything about it. But I just got on the, the train uh, a couple of years ago, threw a couple thousand dollars in, and was like, well, we'll see what happens to it. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was And what when, was that? That was, was that when Bitcoin? Bitcoin was like $60,000. Oh, okay. And Solana was like one hundred and seventy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I didn't buy in at those numbers exactly, but... That that was kind of in that realm, right? Definitely before everything tanked. Ah, so um, yeah, my my portfolio is second right now. I'm gonna uh, just kind of sit on that and and see what happens over the next five to ten years. But uh, here's my thing with the crypto, and what I do know is there are certain coins like Ethereum, for example. And if if a crypto guru ever listens to this, he might probably correct me on sure. this, but what I understand about Ethereum is that the value of it, so like with any currency, the the stabil- the true stability of that currency, I, I think, lies within what's backing it. Mm-hmm. What what real hard, like the dollar, tangible gold, thing is backing it. Yeah. Though, so when the dollar went off the gold standard, <laughs> that reduced the security of the dollar. Right. And people are saying, gosh, in the next 15, 20 years, who knows what the dollar is going to totally. be. It might right. just be totally... Uh, Void, mm-hmm. null and void. So with crypto and like Ethereum, for example, I believe that because it's a blockchain, which is a, in layman's terms, the most uh, elementary way that I can think of it is it's essentially it's digital security. So you can make these blockchains so complicated that for like a digital bank, it's impossible to penetrate that wall mm. because they're just building on top of each other nonstop. That's mm-hmm. what this mining is going on. But I could be totally wrong. However, what I don't know, like Bitcoin is a fiat currency, I think, or a fiat mm-hmm. coin. So to me, what scares me about it is that it just seems like it's it's a hype train. And yeah. As long as everybody says that Bitcoin is valuable, it's valuable. But whenever everybody says it's not valuable anymore 
Right. And, it and that, well, I will say totally tank. I will say that's how it totally used to be. But from what I even understand, um, and again, you're right. I mean, there, this is all very new. I mean, relatively cryptocurrency is very new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was last year, or the year before, um, you have these high end banks starting to include now the other cryptocurrencies I would, I would totally agree with, but Bitcoin specifically, since we're talking about that, Bitcoin is now being included in these financial investment portfolios, which that's a huge, any, we're talking about banks, listen, you ain't messing with banks money, the bank's money bank. The bank is, is what they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to increase their what they got. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be, people so have been very banks, slow. They're investing big, their own money into crypto and, and allowing people to like, if they're taking on clients, they're allowing that to be a, an offering for their port, for their, their clients' portfolios, which is a big, that does, there's just things that are happening like with, like that, uh, with Bitcoin specifically, that does show that it has, which it doesn't ch- again it doesn't change what you're saying in the uh, from a conceptual point of view but if you're having if you're having situations like where banks are backing it it does give it a lot more credibility sure yeah i mean it's the dollar the dollar right is totally trusted yeah it's like a dollar is a dollar totally so, yeah it's interesting yeah it's uh, what yeah. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say, I was just going to comment that um, I I did make uh, some good money on. <laughs> I'm also embarrassed to say this because it is like such. It, this was totally hype train. <laughs> but do you remember? Do you know what Sheba is? <laughs> <laughs> Sheba. The Doge. The Doge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like the. Why is it? The, it's like the Doge. It's supposed it's to be the, the Doge, Doge killer. Doge. Yeah, exactly. So. That was a, just an absolute <laughs> meme coin. Just not even. This is the thing with like the, you. You understand what a whale is uh-huh. when when whales come in these multi million <laughs> dollar you know and uh, I don't even want to call them investors, but people just with a ton of money, and they purchase so many coins that it just moves the market. All the value goes up, and then people make money off of it, off of something that's worth nothing. Right. And that's exactly what happened with Sheba. Who is Sheba's whale? Uh, I I don't know if they. Uh, well, uh, I, I don't know if they. I don't know if you always know that, okay. but um, there was I know that one guy. Like well, Elon, Elon Musk yeah. is very connected right. to Doge. Yes, like that's he'll his tw- point. he'll tweet out the Doge is going Doge to the dollar Doge I to the moon. I think he did tweet, <laughs> and then everybody's like Doge. Doge oh yeah, Doge. that was crazy. I remember that. I don't remember what happened with Shiba exactly. I just remember that there was considerable news that came out that it was it was going to be on uh, not Coinbase. It was Robinhood, it, and I, I I don't even know if it is on there now. But some you know fundamental news. news came out that it was going to be on this other site that opened it was going to open it up to however many people. So I was like, oh, I'll I'll put you know a thousand bucks into it or whatever it was point zero 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 seven dollars or you know a, a a coin so how much did it grow from when you put it in and when you sold out it was it was like i think it lost a zero i think or gained a zero i should say so um, 10x something like that i can't remember exactly i just remember i made 1800 bucks off of it and uh, after putting Sweet. in like five, I don't remember how much it was. It was five, five to a thousand. So it was, uh, it's just more of a funny thing that I made money off of Sheba. Yeah. But, hey, you did yeah. better than I've done. 
I mean, uh, like I said, never, never want to think. Yeah. What caused? Because I think this happened in 2022. What caused crypto to just totally crash? I mean, I think it's just the. I think uh, that's a. I mean, it's a good question because you're talking about world news versus U.S. news and kind of what's happening. I mean, because I don't know if it's a. I don't know what the implications were of like. In inflation here versus like how does that affect uh, crypto as a whole? Hmm. I, I honestly, I really don't know. Um, it just seemed like everything last year was just really sucking and just kind of oh, everything everything garbage. tanked so um that's a that's a great question i actually last year i uh really removed myself from uh, a lot of investments and just kind of took some major steps back because of how bad everything was doing so mm-hmm. i'm not i i wouldn't i wouldn't know really I'm not as okay. privy on that information i just know it tanked oh yeah it, it's and we all felt it mm-hmm. for those of us who were involved with it <laughs> yeah so Oops. Yeah. Yeah, and I know there's been talk of like and who knows what will happen in the government, but they've talked about regulating it in some form or fashion and I don't know how far along the lines they are of doing that. Mm-hmm. Have you seen is that happening yet? Has it happened? Will it happen? What does that even look like? I mean, I think all those questions are still unanswered. I mean, yeah. I don't see how that based off based on what I know and I would say I'm still I'm like you probably like in the amateur ball field ball field of knowledge when it comes to this but there's so many things that are like are over my head and that are confusing to me i just i don't know how you regulate it i don't know how that again we're talking about a currency that's not backed by anything Mm -hmm. i don't know how that's regulated um so i mean there are another a lot of smarter people out there than myself so i know if there's a way then they'll figure it out but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how far we are along on that. Yeah. That's I don't th- I, I think with that though, it's like there are so many safer, more proven ways to invest. And I think this is probably, you know, just to wrap a bow on this, it's like it's fun to talk about crypto and gosh, it felt great to make some money off of it. Not the smartest investment. No, it's a little bit of a lottery game. I mean, you you have just much more proven and I think that's why people do it. I think it's 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 the, our culture, right? It's quick hit. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's like people treat it like gambling. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and you don't need a lot to get it. I mean, so like take real estate for example. Real estate, it's always been thought of as a really good investment because real estate values always appreciate, at least historically, mm-hmm. uh, barring some sort of crazy crash. But even then, in time, if you just hang on to it, it still comes back. Right. And it's a hard, tangible yes. asset. It's shelter. Right. Like that is a basic need that people will always want. People will always mm-hmm. want and need shelter. But it takes, around here especially, it takes twenty, forty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 just to even get into it. Totally. Yeah. With crypto, with Shiba, yeah. if you dump $5,000 into Shiba and it pops off, well, I'm so you glad. could be looking at fifty thousand dollars. No, no, no. I'm glad I actually brought that up because I was going to mention this. There was a wallet, a uh, crypto wallet out there, and I don't. I never followed up on it if it ever got claimed <laughs> or or uh, you know, I guess claimed would be the word. 
there someone did do that. It was like ten thousand dollars they bought into Shiba. I think it was Shiba. It was one of those coins that was worth. I mean, and when I bought it, when I said the five zeros, it was like way. It was like eight zeros or whatever. Yes, and just what threw five grand at it, whatever, dude. It was like, it was like a seven billion dollar wallet or something like that. That was just like the. I, the, uh, www.geeks.com squad knew that there was somewhere out there in the, how did in he, the world. How did he was, not have access to it? No, I don't, they, it wasn't that he didn't, they didn't know. They just, all, all that was known was that there was a wallet with that much money in it from selling uh. the Shiba. So it wasn't that they couldn't get, although there have been accounts of people not knowing their like millions and millions of dollars, their password you know, Whoa, to that. That's but, scary. Cause but to, yeah, but to your point, it, it happens and it's like when you can buy a million coins for, you know, a hundred bucks, what if those it's kind of like a dollar. Exactly. And you're a millionaire. Yeah. See, I get it. I don't like it. <laughs> it's not my personal favorite. It hasn't yielded any dividends for me, but I get it. Yeah. So we mentioned the government. We mentioned them and what they would do with crypto. Have you seen what's been going on in the government lately? Uh, well, I've seen some things, and I actually do want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, we've been talking about it personally, like just, and everybody has, about this Speaker of the House mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. So this is why, (laughs) yeah, let me just get on my soapbox real quick. (laughs) This is why midterm elections and rep the, the house of representatives, Mm. that congressman and the ninth district of your state that you've never heard This is a really good point that you're going to make. This is why it matters. This is good. This is why it matters. You don't just vote for the president, right? You don't just vote even for your Senator. It is crucial to vote for the right Representatives, not only at the the national level, we saw it play out, and we're about to talk about it, right? But at the state level, the local level, yes. it matters. Yes, and here's why: because when your government has shown, really, over the course of the last few decades, but it's like really tangibly felt over the last couple of years mm-hmm. that your government is tyrannical, and we're tasting what it's like to live in a banana republic mm-hmm. where they are unstoppable and uncontrollable the way that you control them is you put people that you can trust to do exactly what you want them to do in office yep and when we don't show up to vote like our 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 city election here in Fairview Tennessee 10% of the city showed up to vote for that yeah. mayor mayor mayoral The election of the mayor. Yes. (laughs) 10% of the the city. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a problem. It is a problem. That's a problem. Same thing for the the federal election. I don't know exactly the percentages, but I know it's the minority of the population. Most of the population doesn't vote. Right. So. And and although it's good, like, I'm 100% agreeing with you. Um, And it's the next step would be to show up and vote. But. And this is, and I'm just going to raise, raise my hand. I, I like, I'm actually speaking to myself because I have a lot to grow in what about what I'm about to say, but it's not just showing up and voting red or blue. It's knowing who these people actually are mm-hmm. and, and what are they standing for? And we're going to talk about it, why that's important. And this is a perfect example about the speaker of the house uh, who got elected was a Republican, yeah. but 
we're going to, so if you want to, so anyway, that point of just saying we need to do better on yes, voting, but also researching, knowing who we're voting for so that we're, our vote actually is it, a true representation yeah. of what we desire. Exactly. Yes. So let me share a couple things. One, I want to share something that I actually heard earlier uh, when I was just trying to learn a little more about this. Uh, so I'm going to give credit to it because I'm not stealing anybody's ideas. But then also after that, we'll talk through what exactly happened in, in the, the House Speaker vote. So uh, Glenn Beck, I was listening to his program. He is uh, a, a conservative commentator. He's been a conservative commentator for a long time. In my opinion, he has uh, really held the line on that and has gotten a lot of grief for his positions. Uh, for being just conservative? Being a true conservative, yeah. From fellow Republicans? Yeah. I mean, he used to work at Fox News, huh. and I don't know exactly what happened there, but he's not working at Fox News anymore. Probably uh, good. Started his own network um, and has had success with that. But all that to say, I respect what he says. Sure. I yeah. don't agree with 100% of what he says probably, but I agree with the majority of what he says. Uh-huh. Uh, so he made an interesting point earlier today when I was listening, and he said the the fight that we're fighting, it is not a matter of red versus blue. It's not even a matter of Republican versus Democrat. It's totally different ideologies. It's the idea that there are governments, uh, there are entities that have a globalist, uh, fascist kind of idea, mm-hmm. which is that to be globalist is to want to kind of have the whole world be doing the same thing. Think right. European Union, that's a globalist idea. If the U.S. got lumped into that, UN, that's a globalist idea. The United uh-huh. Nations, sure. that's globalism. Right. On the opposite end of the spectrum is nationalism, mm-hmm. radical nationalism, which is communist China, uh, Russia. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, right. They are oppressive, but it's very like nationalized and, and on his show, Glenn made a really interesting point that what's missing from neither of those represent what true American values are. And neither of those represent what probably most of our country, uh, feels about Mm, what is right. So there's this area in the middle that is squished in between those. And, and he termed it as the, the local idea, if you will, Hmm. that power should be localized. Yes. So in mm-hmm. your local communities, in your state, mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't need to depend upon or delegate a ton of power, even to people that are all the way in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And he gave a great analogy. He said that if there's a fire going on at your home and you call 911, you want to be calling the local fire department so they can respond to your issue and put out your right. fire. Oh, that is a good you analogy. cannot effectively yeah. put out a fire if you're calling to DC and then they've got to look in their records and decide if you're important enough. Like little old Fairview, Tennessee would not get any attention. Oh no. So his point was that the best way to make change in your communities and to take care of what everybody really cares about and to put out fires that are going on locally and in your general area it's best to have localized power right? and Makes localized sense. control. Yeah. And that means that it doesn't reside in a big, giant federal mm-hmm. bureaucracy. So I want to preface with that because what happened recently and what's been going on for the last several days right. has been this fight inside of the House of Representatives for the speakership. 
in the House of Representatives, it's our federal uh, representation at the congressional level. And every year they elect a new speaker of the house. Mm-hmm. And lately, and almost all the time, this is actually historic, almost all the time it just goes on party lines. So if you right. have the majority, yep. you're going to have your person get voted in as the speaker of the house right. or whatever your party aligns with. Technically by the rules, let's pretend that 30 Republicans this year wanted to vote for the person that the Democrats nominated mm-hmm. to be speaker of the house. That bro would be speaker of the house. Right, right. Even though the Democrats don't have the majority in the house. So you can vote however you want. Everything is just so politicized and people are not bipartisan at all. Right. So they typically just go right down the party line except for this year. So, and then let me ask you a question. This may lead into what, what you're going to, what you're, what you're going to talk about. But so for a lot of us, it was very confusing what was happening, right? mm -hmm. We just, you saw all these, the, the failed votes and the media start slanting it, you know, they just report in the way they're going to report and Biden comes out and kind of slams Republicans. Like they need to get their act together. Like it was really, uh, I would say it was casted as Republicans don't know what they're doing and Uh they just need to like agree. They're just bickering and fighting kind of like it was unnecessary. It was totally unnecessary. Uh, the Republican party is weak. There, there is internal bickering and it made it look like why are they just electing McCar- uh, uh, McCarthy, right? Or yeah, uh, well, they were nominated McCarthy, and yes, then there were twenty right. people from the Freedom Caucus that stood up against that. Right. So, so uh, can you shed some light on was it unnecessary fighting, or was it? Oh no, it was completely necessary, and here's why: because so. The globalists, like, let's just, I'm going with Glenn's model. Like, I'm not talking Republicans versus Democrats anymore. I'm talking globalists. Right. Globalists have and will continue to leverage fear to try to impose their will. So what have we heard? Let's go even prior to the speakership and that vote. The omnibus bill and passing the budget before the year, uh, the new year started. That was all fear-driven. Yeah. If the government shuts down, like, things aren't going to work. Everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket. It's like, you know what? If the government shuts down, nobody notices. <laughs> Nothing changes. Yeah. And that's what they don't want you to know. Right. People that love being in government and love their cushy lives mm. in government don't want you to know that you don't need them to exist. Mm-hmm. You can just keep going, and it doesn't matter. Now, fast forward. Speaker, vote. Uh, these 20 people in the freedom caucus, God bless them because Mm -hmm. they did what, what really we've been clamoring for all Republicans to do when we have the minority, whether it be in the Senate or in the house, but the freedom caucus did not have enough, uh, people that they knew would vote along with them to nominate who they really wanted to put in. Mm Mm-hmm. So what they did is they masterfully used the leverage that they did have to get things that were good. I'm not only going to say for people that are conservative, but really for the total of American people. And I'm going to rattle off a list here of what they got and people can decide whether or not they think it's good for them. But I would recommend, I would suggest that it absolutely is good for all people in this country. But what they did is 
McCarthy, they knew he could not get the speakership unless they went along and voted with him. Hmm. So they, they held him hostage. Wow. He was not going to get it unless he conceded certain things that really, when you read these off, it's alarming because these should just be like baseline rules. Yeah. Sure. So, so the way that the house of representative works is, is they create laws, but there's all sorts of different rules that go along with this. So there's rules for committees. There's rules for how they debate on the floor. There's rules for how long you have to review bills that are proposed, all kinds of different rules that kind of govern the way the house operates Mm -hmm. and the way the rules have been set up. It's been really bad because people have been able to take advantage of the rules in order to pass along their personal agendas. And it really disables the people. Totally. So what are some of the things this, by the way, it took 15 votes. So 14 times this vote failed, which means that it took 14 failures of votes for McCarthy to finally concede these things. Oh, so okay, so real quick, that's that's interesting. So you're telling me this this was on the table. You're saying this was on the table from the very first vote. Yes, this is, and I, I, these things are what the Freedom Caucus. That's what they wanted. Okay, and McCarthy would give over. I don't know exactly oh the timeline gosh. of what he gave over when. Sure, sure, sure. But this just tells you what kind of a person McCarthy is and what kind of a representative he is. Because that he was denying these fourteen times. Yeah, we need to hear these things for him to finally say yes. Okay, I'll do this for you. McCarthy is an establishment Republican. He just wants to stay He's in government a rhino. and be comfortable. He he does nothing yeah. for the people. He is self serving. Yeah. Just like. The majority of people that are in government, federal government. And right how now. do we know that he's – before you read it, because I know our, our listeners, all three of them are really anxious to hear this list, as am I. Why, why is McCarthy – I mean what's our proof in the pudding that uh, that he's a rhino? Uh, well, it's just voting history. So if you yeah. look at what he has voted for or has not voted against, uh, he, he just goes right along with the, the establishment line. Yeah. So – if there's something that is clearly not going to pass mm-hmm. because it's so unpopular, he'll go ahead and like token vote. Oh yeah, I'm not going to vote for this. Sure. But if it's something that really matters, yeah, like the, the omnibus bill, like he didn't do anything to stop that, dude. And yeah. and these things that we're reading off, like it took 14 times for him to finally concede and say, all right, fine, I'll give you all of these. And these are not like crazy asks. So let's go through them. Let's see what it was so hard for McCarthy to finally give over. Number one, Jeffersonian motion to vacate. By the way, this is uh, from the typical liberal uh, Instagram account. Mm -hmm. So kudos to them. Uh, I don't know if they got this from somebody else, but ultimately this is the list that's going around of some of the highlights of what the 20 brave men and women of the Freedom Caucus were able to get. Yeah. Yeah. in order to make this year's congressional uh, session better than the last. So, number one, Jeffersonian motion to vacate the chair. This allows a single person to make the motion to remove the speaker if he goes back on his word or policy agenda. So McCarthy has promised. That's brilliant. He's promised. He (laughs) says, all right, I'll do all these things. Dang. If he doesn't, all it takes is one person to say, you reneged and you're... And then they put it up for a vote. Yeah, yeah. So wow. that's number one. 
It's like you're walking on eggshells from yeah. the get go. Which what this does is it strips him it's, of power. Do what you said you're going to do, and, and we're, we're going to hold you accountable you of that. power. Yeah. Yes. Like this is what is needed across all levels of government. Exactly. Number two, a church style committee. This allows us to look into the weaponization of organizations like the FBI against the American people. So first, let's define what is the church style committee. Yeah. When I first read that, I was like, are we Praise talking about? Yeah. I was like, what kind of church are we talking about here? Because <laughs> So back when Nixon uh, was running for president, there was this famous Watergate incident, which uh, come to find out the CIA – a governmental agency was a key part to play in all of that kind of coming out. And, mm-hmm. and they, they influenced that. So, um, Golly. they, they were meddling in an election essentially is what they were doing. So this Senator from Idaho, his last name was church created a committee to look into all these different organizations and look into all these conspiracy theories and, and confirm or deny whether or not they were true or not through their investigations. If you've been paying attention to the last couple of years, you would have noticed that agencies like the FBI, the CIA, the NSA are all being weaponized by the federal government to push an agenda, whether it be COVID related and enforcing COVID yep. mandates and, and infringing on privacy in that regard, whether it be um, parents and school boards, parents getting called domestic terrorists because right. they're not okay with schools grooming their children, whether it be uh, the FBI's uh, influence and in meddling in elections by being involved with social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter and the discourse that those platforms allow and literally censoring voices, the FBI it's come out through the Twitter files. The FBI does this like unapologetically. They influence what a platform will or will not allow to get traction. And, and and the white house does this. We saw that as well through the Twitter files. So what the church committee does is they investigate them and I don't know exactly what the accountability recourse is. So let's say they find that the FBI is committed unconstitutional law, unlawful action. Like what's the recourse for that? I don't know yet, but if they can investigating is where it starts, right? You got to be able to at least look at it. You got to know, be able to know what the truth is. Yep. Know what the truth is. And then our job from there is people once the truth comes out, we've got to demand accountability. Absolutely. Say, All right. Right. What would happen if little me did this? Yeah. I'd be in jail. Totally. So do the and same. The mobilization of the people is what is needed. Exactly. But it gives us the opportunity for that. Right. Third thing, term limit vote. So this is just, this is a bit of a show because there is zero chance that a term limit vote will pass. Yeah. But what it does because the term limits are still very popular, like amongst the people, probably 80% of the country is for term limits. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat, you are okay for people not being able to sit in government for their entire lives and collect giant paychecks and salaries totally. and get all these yeah. bonuses, perks from going and speaking and things like that. Right. Like you're okay with them doing their time and then returning back to normal life. Yeah. 80% of the country is probably good with that. Yeah. So a term limit vote is voting on just that. It's saying 
you are only in government for a limited amount of time. You're not going to sit right here now, that's, until you that's die. Not a thing. Yeah, yeah, no, not as far as the the House right. and the Senate goes. No term limits. Presidency, the term limits not a law. It's just a, a uh, precedent, mm-hmm. but it's strong precedent right. that nobody really breaks except for FDR because he's tyrannical. <laughs> so, right. uh, <laughs> term limit vote. This is going to hopefully take place, and we'll be able to see loud and clear. Huh. Who's for it? And who's not? Yeah. And if but, they're not, but that's also get them out. But that's also a little bit of a show too, right? And I, this is where I, I'm going to say, like, I'm I'm kind of ignorant to how these votes take place. I've never watched. You know, I, I don't know if they're publicized, whatever. But it's like you talk about McCarthy being like, well, that's not going to pass. So yeah, I'm against it. Like, what what prevents or what allows us to see everybody's true colors when that vote takes place? Does oh, that make well, sense? Any, what I'm asking. Any bill. Any bill that gets voted on, you can. There's a record, a congressional record of who voted for it. Right, but I guess what I'm asking is, I, I guess what I'm asking is, you brought up when we talked about McCarthy earlier, and mm-hmm. it's like if 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 something was going to pass that he knew it wasn't going to pass, so instead of like actually voting the way he would, he just voted it for for show for just to. Sure. Yeah, that could happen. But how many people would then, if there's a Republican majority? And most likely every single person, not every, the vast majority of people that voted for each of those congressmen and women want them to vote yes for term limits. Uh So how many of them are going to not vote for term limits and how many of them are going to decide to vote for show? Gotcha. Yeah. Either someone's going to have to be the martyr and vote no for term limits and then everybody else gets to vote for show yeah or true that's a good point yep nobody votes for show and they actually vote they just their actually true colors right yeah yeah interesting so we'll see it, yeah. it at least puts the the question out well there. it's never like, it's never even it's come ne- up yeah right so that's a big deal yeah this next one's a huge deal single subject bills what this means is that oh. if you have a bill <laughs> if you have a quote-unquote respect for marriage bill Right. You don't get to lump in five hundred thousand other things. Oh my god! Cram this them is into the huge. bill. How many times has uh, this happened the, in the last couple the years? The Ukraine bills, like we see Jeez. all this, where the COVID they, stimulus, yeah, the stimu- there's you yeah, know, all, yeah, totally. all, the, all these bills. They they not they name it to make you think that they're addressing one really important right. thing, but then also in that there's millions, if not billions, of dollars of funding for things that. <sighs> Nobody cares about. Totally. I mean, we're talking about Rand Paul. I need to look it up on one of these other episodes and just go through it because he puts out every year at the end of the year. I love Rand Paul and I love that he does this. He puts out a list of all of the wasteful spending that got shoved <laughs> in the bills. Paul's a beast. He is. And it is, it's absurd. I'm I mean, we're so- talking millions of dollars to study like penguins favorite colors i mean it's literally uh, that ridiculous where oh you're putting gosh. you're putting a piece of paper in front of a penguin and deciding oh, i want to say respond affirmative but, to that oh my lord it, it's that kind of mockery and it's millions of dollars which it's like we're trillions and trillions of dollars in debt and you wonder why oh so aggravating it is it's ridiculous so that is huge big deal you can't just load these up with irrelevant nonsense right. uh Next, Texas border plan. This is obviously essential. The whole southern border needs to be dealt with. Right. Like it needs to be secured. The walls need to be built. 
enforcement needs to be in place. It's gotten so bad that the states are just saying, you know what, you're not going to do your job, so we'll do it. Right. Like, it's well overdue. This has been uh, talked about all kinds. Not to mention all the all the the shipping of these, you know, the the chess game that these politicians are playing, shipping them to each other's mm-hmm. doorsteps and everything. It's 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 actually really sad for the people, the pawns, the people, <laughs> the human beings that are being used in these political games. I mean, the whole thing's a mess. Oh yeah, it's a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. So you, it's so hypocritical to say that you care about the marginalized, you care about those that don't have quote unquote privilege mm-hmm. and then you treat them like this a hundred create scenarios where yeah. they're they're just living terrible qualities of life right next a budget that stops an increase in the debt ceiling and holds senate accountable so the problem one of the big problems with the omnibus budget is it continues to raise the debt ceiling so that trillions of dollars i don't know what it's up to now it, it's ridiculous yeah uh it, it's tens of trillions of dollars um that ceiling cannot go higher. So they, they can actually, if, if you say the debt ceiling can't go up, then the debt ceiling can't go up. So they're not going to spend more. But every single budget bill that's been passed for the last who knows how many years, they continue to raise the debt ceiling. Saying, all right, we're in $18 trillion of debt. <laughs> Next year, it's okay to go up to 22 Next year, it's okay to go up to 26 And then you get to where we are now where we're like in 30-something trillion. So essentially what you're saying is, uh, instead of ex- basically the it's saying the, we're not going to go into debt, the anymore. United States has been extending their personal line of credit to themselves time and time and time again. So they just keep going into more debt. They're racking up a huge credit card bill. And so what you're saying is at some level, there's no more line of credit. So if you're maxed out, you're maxed out. We can't spend anymore and we can't, we yeah, can't write, right. Is it that, just may, it forces them to create a budget that doesn't, continue to create a deficit so if if you're willing to do uh if it, like i don't know what our budget is this year but let's pretend that we have a trillion dollar deficit meaning we spend two trillion dollars and mm-hmm. we tax a trillion sure you're losing a trillion yes. dollars mm-hmm. if you're not going to increase the debt ceiling mm-hmm. you're going to have to balance your budget mm-hmm. which means you're going to have to cut spending because you're sure as heck not going to raise taxes that much so what you're saying is we're not going to know what the penguins favorite colors are (laughs) probably not (laughs) all right is there more i mean that's two more there's two more good ones there's more ending all covid mandates and funding praise god oh my god it's 2023 we're now getting on three years removed from this pandemic let's follow the science right yeah we don't need to talk much about yeah, that. Everybody no. knows. End it. It's a now. hoax. It's yeah. bull. Whatever. Uh, and then this last one might seem like, huh, why is this in there? But when you understand the context of the shenanigans that goes on, this is critical. 72 hours to read a bill. They're hmm. requiring that when a bill gets proposed, that you have 72 hours to read it. And to understand it before you have to vote on it. Wow. Now you might say, okay, that's fine. That doesn't even seem like that long of a time. If some of these bills are like a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand pages, the things that have been going on over the last few years mm-hmm. are things like secret committees having meetings in the middle of the night, shooting out a bill at two thirty in the morning and saying, "We vote on this tomorrow morning. Come ready to vote on it." And it's like. 
2,500 pages long. It's impossible to read that bill. You don't have time. So, so you either just vote along with it or you vote no. Well, that's what I was just going to no. say. It's like if I'm if I'm if I'm in that position, I don't care who you are. I'm voting no. Yeah, the problem is is this really comes into play whenever they try to pass the budget every single year and they say, "Oh, if the government shuts down, we're all going to oh, be doomed." Lord. Like that's why there's so much pressure and they're so quick to blame it well, on Republicans and it's, and it's because also Republicans that, are the ones voting no. Yeah. They're like, "We haven't read this bill. We're not going to vote for totally. it." And it goes back to that single subject thing as well where it's like a lot of those bills, I would assume. I mean, again, I brought up the stimulus bill. I remember that one was like 3,000. I don't know. It was a, a really, really long. And I remember it was, it was something like this where it was just such a short yeah. time. There was so many millions of dollars. It was, you know, yeah. but it, but that also helps. And they so it's name like, it things. They name it cute. Right. Catchy exactly. things like relief for the American people. Right. And they're like, and why like, are you holding up the vote to exactly. the American people? So it's interesting. This is really interesting. It's a very strategic list. And, oh, it's, yeah. and it's amazing how a lot of these um, a lot of these points, a lot of these a lot of, a lot of the things on the list, they work with each other. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's 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 pretty remarkable. What it does is it it brings in common sense rules like like that last one. If you have someone you're you're looking to hire someone out to do work on your home, let's say. Like I'm getting my bathroom renovated right now. Yeah. It's a project. N- no one in their right mind would look for someone and the contractor says, "Yeah, I can do that. You got to agree to let me do it though and then I'll let you know what it costs." Mhm. Nobody's going to do that. Right. Like you have to have some understanding of what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. And these bills that they shove through and you have to vote for eight hours later don't allow you to do that. And there's so much pressure and there's so much crap that goes along with it. it it's gross. It's gross politics. Mm. It needs to stop. It's ridiculous. And I'm glad that it, it looks like it's going to if McCarthy holds his word. If he doesn't, he's getting yanked. That's right. So that was the reason this is so significant. It goes back to why this matters is because all it took was 20 individuals there's 400 some odd individuals mm. in the U.S. House of Representatives, and it took 20 people man, that had the courage That's right. to stand up and to fight against people in their own party. And the other side, I was actually shocked that the Democrats didn't like wise up on this because they knew that their nominee wasn't going to win because they didn't have enough votes. They don't have the majority. So I'm really surprised that they didn't just throw some people over to McCarthy's side mm. and vote for him to give him enough, enough votes. Cause he just needs the majority. Oh wow. Yeah. He just needs like 218. Sure. So huh? they didn't do that for some reason. And it, it came back to bite him. Yeah. Because thank God concessions they were made. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really is almost a divine intervention. Yeah. Seriously. It, it makes me think that like maybe God did blind them from that. Strategy, yeah. strategy, strategy. Yeah. So I don't have the list. What we need yeah. to do is look up the list. You, everybody listening, needs to look right. up the list of those twenty people and thank them. Yeah. For caring about your freedom Absolutely. more than their own personal public perceptions. Yeah. And like you said earlier, God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. Big win uh, for the people of the U.S. For local-minded people, not globalists, not us.